The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This has been an ACB Community Call. This Unmute Presents Community Call was hosted on 30 January 2024. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Unmute. We have a couple announcements as always. As always, sheesh, if I can talk this morning, that'd be good. We have a couple announcements here at the top. Uh, first of all, I want to remind everyone that we're going to take all first questions. And if we have time and get through everyone, we will take second questions. Also, Please be respectful and ask your questions with the same respect you'd want everyone else to give you and vice versa. Also, I wanted to remind everyone that uh, we've been doing a lot of work and updates on the Unmute website. So go check out the Unmute website. They, we've got uh, all the podcasts on there and all kinds of other cool stuff. And we're updating it all the time. So definitely go and check that out. So that's unmute.show. And as always, I have Michael here. Michael Babcock, how you doing, buddy? I am doing well. Appreciate uh Everyone for visiting and sending in questions and feedback. Uh, it's been very valuable. And uh, thanks a lot for that, Marty. Yesterday on Technically Working. Um, oh, before we get into that, didn't you have a question? I did. The question of the day is going to be with all of these AI goggles, headsets, glasses, all kinds of stuff coming out. Is it something you'd be interested in? Would you get one? If you got one, which one do you use? Or would you not get one? You think it's silly? We'd love to hear your comments on that. So chime in and raise your hands with uh, any tech questions you guys may have. Perfect. And yesterday on Technically Working, as I pull up the website, technicallyworking.show, that content is also going to be available over there on unmute.show for your reference. We talked about... the custom views that you can set up with gravity view. So if you're interested in using WordPress with your uh, small business or affiliate, and you know, it's something that you should be exploring and you want to hear some ways that we've talked about building out custom views for use inside of WordPress to display the content that you need, feel free to go give that a listen. Uh, Hopefully you'll get some value out of it. And if you don't, know about WordPress. Maybe you'll uh, ask some questions that we can answer for you. Uh, We also published uh, recently the Thursday travel show with Katie. um, And in that show, she talked about your travel goals for 2024. Uh, Marty, let's see. Sheila, sorry. uh, Do do we have any hands? (laughs) Bam. Hey, Pam. Wow, that this is unusual for me to be the first one. Uh, question of the day. Um, no, I have not really considered getting these uh, wearables, I guess you would call them, um, because, well, for one thing, they're way expensive. Uh, my bank account is always telling, saying, I'm hungry. So, uh so no and and 
if I ever got to a point where I couldn't do what I needed to do along those lines, simply using my iPhone, then then I might consider getting a wearable if I could find one that I thought would serve me well and which I could afford. Thanks, Pam. So right now the answer would be no. All right. Well, thanks, Pam. You're welcome. All right. Sheila. Green. Repeat that one more time, Sheila. You got Gregory. cut off. Gregory. Oh, there you go. Alta. Audio now on mute. Hello. Can you hear me? Hey. Yeah, we can hear you. Hey, Greg. How you doing? And now lower. I believe I'm a first Loading time uh, caller, I believe. Um, I would, uh, I could afford it. I would do it as a, for a wearable because I am currently in a beta. William's iPhone has joined the meeting. A beta with the Celeste Smart Glasses. And oh. they are doing very good. And I would, if I got a chance to do another more advanced wearable, I would do it. Um, cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. The wearable, the Celeste wearable, the smart glasses are in beta. And I'm very impressed with them. So anybody wants to, you know, look, look into Celeste, Celeste glasses, um, I encourage them to do that. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And welcome as a first time caller. Thank you. Sheila. Nolan. Hey, Nolan. Um, sorry about that. So, I, regarding this, yes, I am going to potentially look into getting a pair of Envision glasses. Uh, so, I'm going to try the subscription model, and it's going to be from Envision. So, it's going to be interesting. For me, and yes, it'll probably help me increase more independence, and that'll be really exciting. Very good. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. did you just want to share with us, or did you have a question there, Nolan? Ah, uh, both actually. Perfect. Yeah, that the Envision glasses subscription, I really liked what they did with that. Um, it's similar to the way the Celeste subscription works, except for Envision is 150, I think, a month, um, which I think yep. makes it a lot more attainable for people to try out to see if they like it and if it's a form factor that they're going to use. It used to be $3,500. Well, I think they had a lower plan for like 18, but it was a substantial outlay of capital just to see if it's something you were going to use. So appreciate that feedback. And what's your question? So I have a question concerning um, concerning um, podcasting with Spotify for podcasters. Okay. I take a look and see the algorithm of how many people that have commented on my podcast when they sent in a voice message because there's no way to do it from the Spotify for podcasters mobile app accessibly using the accessibility features that they're trying to update. So I think that's where some good feedback to Spotify for podcasters uh, support team would come into play. I personally don't use that platform. Um, I've heard mixed reviews about accessibility. Uh, if you wanted to actually get analytics about numbers and, and who, how many people are downloading your show and stuff like that, 
using a dedicated podcast host similar to Pinecast might be a good solution. And then directing your feed into Spotify so people can listen to it on Spotify. That would give you more analytics on your show, though, as well. Okay. Just thought I would ask because I, um, I, what concerns me right now is that voiceover is no longer telling me because there's like like some blank spots that voiceover is ticking at whenever I flick on the screen and it frustrates the heck out of me and I'm afraid I'm going to have to say something. Yeah, so so I would definitely reach out to their support team in that situation where something is on the screen but voiceover isn't reading. That is when toggling on screen recognition might be beneficial, but it's not the perfect solution. So I hope that helps you out there, Nolan, okay? All right, thank you for your help. No worries. Who do we got next, Sheila? Jane. Hey, Jane. Um, There you are. Oh, okay. Hello. Uh, For me, I don't... Well, there's privacy concerns. I'm a little bit... (laughs) I haven't tried many wearables. So I I have serious privacy concerns. But um, I did look into the... I have to try this now. Uh, with my Mac and Braille display, but it says here that you can assign commands. I'm not sure what, how, or if you go to the voiceover utility and I guess mess, uh, well, pair the Braille display and go into, there's a way you can assign commands, but I think. Okay, so it says you can assign a command uh, to tell the time. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Perfect. I will look into that a little bit because uh, <laughs> so so yeah, do, it looks cause... like it might be in here. So I'll, I'll do some poking at some of these options here. Thank you. Uh, who do we got next there, Sheila? Beth. Hey, Beth. Hi. Uh, I was listening to one of the uh, podcasts and uh, I had asked a question about thumb drives, um, how to get something from a cassette. And you had said, it's better if I can have a service that does it, but I forgot to tell you, this is um, kind of personal. Like my mom used to talk on a tape, you know, when I was a baby from when I was early college. And there's some, some um, uh, stuff I don't want just anybody knowing about. So like, how do I get, you said something about analog Digital. Digi- it'll be a digital to analog converter. It's called so Di- basically. To- it's mm-hmm. called a digital. Actually, to- opposite there, Marty, because you're going analog tape to digital. So it would be an analog to digital converter, and okay. it goes from a tape player to USB, and they have USB <clears throat> tape cassette players that will let you play the audio from the cassette into your digital audio workstation or your recorder. Now, the reason oh. I told you to go and send this to, to possibly explore a third-party service to perform this is, A, it's going to take a little bit of technology skills. So I'm definitely not saying you can't do it, but it's going to make you uh, need to learn how to use a audio recorder. That might be Reaper oh. or Goldwave. And then it's going to require you to have to find a, a USB supported cassette player so you can get the audio from the cassette into your computer. Um, again, that's oh. something you definitely can pick up and, and learn how to do. 
Um, if privacy <clears throat> is a primary concern, and that's a very valid concern, and I get why you might not want to send tapes away to get them digitized, because you never know what's, what's going to happen with that. Um, and if people yeah. can listen to them, for the most part, I think these these services that you send your cassette tapes to to get digitized are probably automated and people probably don't actually listen to the audio would be my guess. However, um, that's an opportunity to explore the privacy policy of the service that you decide to go with. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, you know, you know, cause I'll almost need probably a, uh, technology teacher and it's hard to get, you know, they're all the way in Des Moines, which is like about five hours from where I live. So. Gotcha. So there's not a lot of training in your area. Yeah. It kind of, kind of bums me out though. I, I wish it was, but yeah, I can't just ask Des Moines somebody to come out. You know, they have to do a case and every, you know, I can't just ask because I had services with them, you know, teaching me stuff, but I, you know, you can only have it for so long and then they have to have other people. So they teach other. Yeah. Well, that's some valuable feedback, Beth. And I appreciate hearing that. And I'm sorry that the training opportunities aren't as diverse and available for you. Uh, But hopefully that direction will help you out and go back and listen to the podcast to get some more information. Okay. Okay. Otherwise you could probably, or um, could somebody remote in my computer even to help me do that? Like, like if I hook something up, like the converter and stuff. Um, I don't have that. I don't have that answer for you, Beth, but um, send us an email. We can talk more. Okay. Okay. Thanks. No worries. Who do we got next, Sheila? Desi. Hey, hey Desi. Desi. Well, that silly, pesky little unmute button. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So um, I am on my phone right now, but generally, um, I use my Mac for a lot of calls. And when I am a participant in a call and not hosting or something, um, sometimes I will like to use the option Y option for raising my hand. But every time I do that, this one message keeps coming up on the screen about, I don't even quite know what it says because usually other people are talking at the same time. Um, It's very interrupting. And it just says something like plus press command something or other to go to a different or whatever it says. I don't know. But I'm I'm wondering because I don't get a lot of other messages that I don't want, but I I don't know. And it will just do it repeatedly and I will hit control and it will stop talking. And then a couple <laughs> seconds later, it will start again. Um, any thoughts? So Sheila saw me raise and lower my hand a couple of times. Um, I'm so, sitting here yeah. laughing at him. Debbie. I was just about to do the same thing. Um, so when I do that too, and I'm sure Brad has probably seen this as well, it says press command tilde uh, to reach pop up and lower hand. Honestly, right. I hate that's to say exactly. it. I hate to say it, but I think that's just how Zoom handles it. And you should send some feedback to access at zoom.us, I think is their email. Um and it says, it looks like, hey, that's kind of cool. It looks like you're done talking. So we'll lower your hand in eight seconds, even though I'm still talking. Thanks, Zoom. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that, unfortunately, helpful. that's just how it's going to work right now. Some oh, of it also such- may have to do with your voiceover cursor being land, like landed in this particular area. So oh. if your voiceover cursor, uh, sometimes it'll move on its own if the screen has a pop-up and then 
the voiceover cursor will jump to that. Or if you mm. move your voiceover cursor to something else uh, and say like it's on the mute button, then it may not read what pops up. So a lot of it has to do with where you have your voiceover cursor and also where the voiceover cursor is automatically designed to have a brain on of, of its own and kind of go wherever. So that could be part of it. Okay. Well, I will try to redirect my cursor then. And I, I thought that I have done that in the past and I, I don't think it was all that successful, but I totally appreciate what you're saying. Well, and I, one thing that I always do and that kind of helps a lot keep uh, voiceover from speaking a lot during a Zoom meeting is mm. when I log into a Zoom meeting, I'll automatically move the voiceover cursor down to the mute button and mm -hmm. then it just sits on the mute button. And the great thing about that is it doesn't really read anything else that's going on in Zoom unless you have the alerts within the settings on or off, depending on what you want to hear or don't hear. But then also yeah. if you need to mute or unmute yourself, all you have to do is tap the space bar to mute or unmute yourself. Yeah, this yeah. Is, this Good is plan. Brad. Go ahead, Brad. Hey, Brad. It's it's not voiceover that's saying that because I have my voiceover set to Alex, and I, what's it called? Descript descriptive whatever it's called in in accessibility. Oh, it's uh, spoken text. content. Spe spoken yes, content. yeah. I have that set to Samantha, and the voice you're talking, the, the phrase you're talking about, I hear spoken with Samantha. Oh, but see, I don't. I my my voice. Yeah, there's voice you have Alex. yours is the same. Yeah, but because and, mine and are my, different, I can yeah. tell which one it is. That's no, speaking. no, mine aren't the same because I just. Oh, they're not. Um, was, okay, I was just talking um, to Chanel earlier about the fact that um, sometimes when I'm, you know, playing the instructions, someone will come in or out of the room, and Samantha's voice will holler out, you know, so and so entered the room. Yeah, that's that's interesting. My spoken content to Samantha as well, but I hear that in Alex. Oh, that's weird. Because I hear it in yeah. Samantha. So I wonder why. I mean, I wonder oh, why. No, I, I do don't. hear it in Samantha. Well, some of the some of the alerts that you hear or notifications within Zoom are also mm -hmm. things that you can go in the settings and turn them on and off. So yeah, if you don't right. want to hear people coming and going out of the room every time, or right. if you there's other things you can go in there. So if you open turn up the Zoom settings, off. you could just turn them all off, and it will make Zoom. Well, what you're attempting to do is make Zoom be as quiet as possible quiet. and only hear the absolute necessity things you want to hear. If you don't want to hear anything, just shut them all off. Yeah, Before, there are certainly some things that I do want to hear when I'm hosting that I don't want to hear when I'm just in, in the group participating. But yeah, yeah. There is a tool out there and it I need to play with it more. Uh, but it's called Zoom Cuts, and that gives shortcuts actions available to users of the Zoom application on the Mac. And potentially mm. that could give shortcut. I don't know if you can change like uh, what alerts are spoken, but that might be something to look at because you could set a shortcut to enable or disable specific uh, alerts possibly. Oh, you know, that you can would be have helpful, different profiles. Yeah. So if you're just going to yeah. be someone in a Zoom meeting listening, you can set it up to do what you want to do in that scenario. But if you're hosting or moderating or doing something else, you can then set it up to be that set up when you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. Good Good thoughts. Thanks, guys. Yep, no, no problem. Worries. And do we have any other hands right now, Sheila? No. Oh. Oh, no hands? That means we actually have to talk technology stuff? Okay. Yep. Well, we one thing we can it. talk about, which was pretty big last week, is all the new updates that came out across the board for all the things. So there was updates that came out for iPhone, iPad, Watch, the Mac computer, 
and iPads as well. So there was some new security features. Michael, did you read about those? Yeah, so a couple of months ago, there were some um, concerns about people looking over your shoulder, uh, being able to capture your passcode, the details of your passcode, and, and say, oh, I saw where he taps. These are his, his passcode digits. And then stealing your phone and triggering it so it has to pop up the passcode. Um, that That was a big issue that honestly didn't impact uh, a lot of people but those high prior high profile targets it, it is a big concern for them so what apple has done is they made it so specific and then what they would do is they would go change your passcode and then they because they already had the original one and then they would disable the find my iphone feature and then be able to sell the phone um apple went in in ios 17.3 and gave the a feature that you can go enable. So you have to use face ID um, and you can't use pass. You can't use your passcode to get to specific settings in the iPhone. So it'd be worth looking at that if you haven't yet. Um, mine on a beta accidentally got enabled and I did not like that. So I went and made sure that was turned off uh, because for some reason with this IT, iPhone 14 pro max that I have, I've been struggling with, face unlock slash face ID a lot more than I have in the past. And I think it might be related to how big the phone is and uh, that experience. But I see we have a couple of hands. Sheila. Uh, hi, Doc. Hey, Doc. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Doc? Well, doing pretty good. Uh, I have a problem that's sort of <laughs> strange. Uh, by the end of the day, for some reason, the arrow keys cease working they don't respond and it's i i don't know what it is and it seems like it's um only you know when the machine's been on for you know quite a few hours and it, it's sort of baffled me and it's frustrating to you know so you know not be able to navigate around with that yeah this is this is on windows if i recall right you're a windows yes user, correct right? Okay. And is this on a desktop or a laptop? Laptop. And is this using the built-in keyboard or the ex or an external keyboard? External. It would it almost makes me wonder um do any do you have problems with any of the other keys and do you charge the external keyboard overnight? Uh it's hardwired. Oh, it's hardwired? Okay. Mhm. Mm That's a Zoom interesting. Gotcha. But does your uh, laptop keyboard work fine too uh, during that time? Do you know? Are I don't know. I've never, keys? I've never, never used it. Because that would help you determine if it's an issue with Windows and maybe something's going wrong with Windows if neither of the keyboard arrow keys work versus it being a hardware issue. But that seems like a strange hardware issue. I've not heard of that. But if anyone else has, please raise your hand. And next time, try the laptop keyboard and see if those arrow keys work. Okay. Properly. Thank you. No Thanks, worries. Doc. All Gina. right. Phone number 614, ending in 211. Could you unmute and tell us who you are, please? Hi, I'm Julie Russell. Hi, Julie. And hey, I have Julie. How are very, you? I'm good. I have a strange question. I get sent forms through my email, and I want to edit them on the iPhone. I've gone to Microsoft Word. I get almost there, but not quite. And I've tried Acrobat, Adobe Acrobat. And I think 
Oh, there's one more. Pages. I tried to do stuff in there. Can you give me any advice on, is it even possible to edit a form? Well, it depends how the form was created. Is it a PDF or what's the form? uh, What's the form's original uh, structure? Is it a PDF? One of them is PDF and I had them send them again in Word. So I've done them in both. So someone's converting a PDF to a Word document? Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, so when you say you almost got there, can you give me a little more details about what problems you encountered while trying to fill it out? What happened? Okay, the first three things was, of course, your name, address, and phone number. Mm-hmm. I got those. They were listed. And then when I got into the form part of it, uh, it just didn't want to let me put the information where I needed to put it. Did it let you put information anywhere or just not? in the place you wanted to put it. I did not see it anywhere. I wonder if they didn't but make it the worked, bottom it part worked, editable. It, it worked at the beginning when the name, phone number, and address came in. That came out fine. I was able to do that with no problem. And then when I got into the form, then I had you know, a lot of trouble trying to, to fill out. Just I only had to fill out like five things for my work, and I just can't seem to get it done. So you can see the questions, like you're able to read the questions. You just can't answer them and fill them out. Is that correct? Right. Okay. So to me, this sounds like potentially the focus either A, isn't getting put into the proper place for you to fill it out. And I'll explain that in a moment. Or B, um, they might be using a template in Microsoft Word. So I have a couple of, of solutions of things to try. So what I would do in the first place is if you're navigating with your rotor by line, like line by line, then um, have you tried um, using your rotor, switching to words and navigating to the end of the line and then started start typing and it doesn't let you or the keyboard doesn't show. I, it lets me on those first three, but it Mm -hmm. does not let me, I can try it again, but um, it didn't let me last week. So this is where I would reach out to Microsoft Disability Answer Desk and tell them, hey, oh, I have okay. this form that I can fill out the first three fields, but I can't fill out any of the other fields on it. And if you want, I can get you the phone number to Microsoft Disability Answer Desk, and they may be able to look at the form and tell you why you can't fill out that form and or give you some ideas on ideas on how to be able to navigate it. Is that the one on Be My Eyes too, or not? That would actually be perfect to reach out to the Be My Eyes team. Um, Because, yes, it's the same one. They do have a a telephone number, but you can't. It's the same team if you reach out to them through Be My Eyes Specialized Assistant. Okay. Did you say you were using an an iPhone to do this? I mean, I want to do it on my iPhone so I can do it anywhere that I am. Yeah. I won't have to lug a, a big computer around with me. So a suggestion I will uh, recommend, which you can look at a few different tools that are out there, but sometimes it's better to have a PDF tool specifically to edit and create PDFs and all that kind of stuff. There is one called PDF Pen that works on iPhone and iPad, all the iOS apps. Uh, It's pretty good. And there's also one called UPDF. And both of those are specifically for working with PDFs. That might give you a little bit of a better opportunity to be able to work with PDFs than putting it into Microsoft Word if you're using it on an iPhone. So I would maybe look at both of those as well. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. Um, So um, Microsoft, what was the first one, the hen? 
PDF pen. No, yeah, PDF pen. and then P-E-N, like a pencil. PDF pen. pen. Yeah. Okay, I'll try that. This 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 will be a big help, I think, because I'm very close. I just can't get some of them filled out. That's the frustrating part about accessibility. I see we have a couple of hands here too, so I'd stick around because they may have some suggestions as well of something for you to try. So thanks a lot for joining in, Sheila. Who do we got next? Eric. Hey, Eric. Good morning or good afternoon for back east. <laughs> yep. I have a a kind of a dilemma. Uh, I have big hands and also I have uh, arthritis and I have an 11 Pro. Now, do any of these newer phones have bigger icons? Uh, like on the edges, I have issues hitting some of those little buttons. Um, for example, like... Uh, hitting Wi-Fi when I'm coming into the Zoom room or the OK uh, for that. You know, those little buttons right on the edge. Are any of those buttons bigger on some of these newer phones? So do you have the 11 Pro or the 11 yeah. Pro Max? 11 Pro. So I could be wrong because I have no sight. Marty, please jump in here. But I think mm -hmm. going to the Pro Max might give you a better experience because you're going from a 6.2 inch to 6.7 inch screen. And that's going to give more real estate on the screen for your hands. I never thought that I would like the pro phones and now I'm on a pro and I, I don't know that I can go back to a smaller phone. <laughs> I, uh, I'm on the uh, 15 pro max and it is a, a substantially bigger screen, which does make some of the stuff on the screen a little bit bigger, but also there's a difference in what's stock on the phone and what third-party apps. Sometimes they give you the ability to make the icons or the interface a little bit bigger when you go into the settings and things like that, but not everything when it comes to third-party apps. So it's going to be something that's a little bit of a trial and error. But if you're having issues with like a lot of that stuff due to you know the way your hands work or anything like that, I would suggest uh, looking at voice control inside your phone that really helps a lot being able to control your vo your phone more with your voice and it does everything from opening apps and dictating and doing all kinds of stuff it pretty much allows you to control your phone with your voice you could do some of the same stuff with siri as well but it goes a lot deeper if you're using voice control it might help you but you'd also have to look and see if any of the individual third-party apps will allow you to make the screen real estate a little bit bigger depending on what it is you're looking for or trying to do um if you're using voiceover you can always swipe instead of trying to just land on a specific icon so even if you could just get your your voiceover cursor up there and then you would swipe to the right and let the voiceover cursor land on any of the things you're trying to you know connect with or or tap on instead of just trying to land your finger on it that okay. actually might be the best bet for you is to use voiceover because what some people don't realize is you don't actually with voiceover apple has made it so you don't actually have to tap on the icon that you're trying to access if voiceover is selected uh, i'm sorry voiceover is enabled and the element so the button for wi-fi is highlighted with the voiceover cursor you can double tap anywhere on your screen and that'll activate that element 
And actually, if you are a voiceover user and you do have issues with your hands and you turn on voice control, you can actually control the voiceover cursor with your voice. So, for example, if you're using your hand, you swipe to the right, swipe to the right, and then you do a single finger double tap and it will open something up. You can voice that if you have voice control over on, or yeah, voice control on. So if you get the voiceover cursor up there and you say swipe right, swipe right, it'll move the voiceover cursor over while using your mouth or your voice to command the voiceover cursor. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. I'll try that. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. All right. Oh, no, Sheila. Thanks, Eric. Deb Marino's. Hey, Deb. Hey, Deb. Hi. I was thinking about Doc's question, and I had a similar problem, but I use a multi-port hub in my laptop to plug in my keyboard. So mm -hmm. same thing, it quit working, and I tried the laptop, and it worked. So anyway, I got a better one. I did. I found out that cheap ones, after a while, if you have too many things plugged in, they, some part of them quits working. You can jiggle them sometimes to make them work, but <laughs> it's better to replace it. Well, yeah. perfect. Thank you for that, Deb. Appreciate it. All right. Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth. Yeah. Hi there. Did I hope she, I hope, I think what I just heard you say is the multi-port hubs, the cheaper ones don't work well, which actually is kind of my experience. And also you sometimes need, you need to make sure you have a new one because there's new USB, you know, you don't need an old USB hub because they, they're not fast enough. But she talked. He talked about having a Zoom X keyboard. I'm not sure. Did I hear that right? Or a Zoom text keyboard? I don't know what. I think. Zoom. I think Is he Doc said still he was, here. I think Doc was using an external keyboard with Zoom text. Is Doc oh. still here somewhere? Doc, Zoom what's the keyboard that keyboard. you're using? Oh, a Zoom text. Is that a manufacturer? Yes. A Zoom text keyboard. And yes. suddenly your arrows don't work? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, at the end of the day, they work fine in the morning. Well, that's really weird because they're not yep. susceptible to light. So one of the things that I would find out is whether you're getting a charging issue. It's um, hardwired into the computer. Hardwired. And you find you it works in the directly. morning? It it works in the morning and it doesn't work later in the day after you've used it for a long time? That that makes no sense. I. I would honestly, too, Doc, reach out to Humanware and ask them if they have any suggestions for why this is happening, if you haven't yet. Why would yeah. Humanware, because you're using what? Because because Humanware sells it. A Zoom text keyboard. Yeah. What, is, what, I, what is, this is not a regular keyboard? Um, it looks like they have larger letters on the keys for, and yeah, it's a 36 point font on the keys. Oh, so people I with get low it. vision. Yeah, yeah. So I it is a Brandon style them. of keyboard. I would talk to them because it, it might be a driver issue of some kind. I just, I never heard of anything that doesn't, that works in the earlier in the day and then doesn't work later in the day. But this is Brad. That's hey Brad. different. The Zoomtex keyboard was made by AI squared back in the day when, before Freedom took them over. Ah, so, okay. so you may have, and they did have, they did have software right. that would work with it, but it should work without it. What I'm wondering is, mm -hmm. it's been several years since they manufactured and subsequently discontinued that keyboard. If maybe right. there's, 
an issue with it working with a more recent version of Windows. Like yeah, that's why I Windows was going to say drivers or, or something. But why would it work earlier in the day and then fail later in the day? I mean, that's that's. I'm really wondering if he's. Crazy. Are you using ZoomText with it? I'm using Jaws. Yeah, that shouldn't matter. But yeah. Why would it Do you have the Zoom the, the software that came with the keyboard? That's that's. I, a, I would read. Oh, go ahead. Doc. <laughs> I, I, I just didn't catch the question. Yeah, oh, are you happen. using? You're not running Zoom Text or Fusion. No, just okay. Jaws. And you're this using a recent. It shouldn't matter. I don't right, know. and this is Deb. I'm also using a Zoom Text keyboard with the hub and the laptop, and I replaced my Zoom Text keyboard. I'm very sad to hear that there isn't one anymore. One of the features about it, besides having large letters, is it has the buttons across the top. That mm -hmm. I mean, it has more accessory buttons, but it did. The last one that was the other issue, it did just start not working reliably was uh, how it failed. So did they update it and call it something new? Maybe it's got a new name and an updated no, version. No, Freedom Fire took, took them over, they discontinued it. Oh. Look, that's really and they also redesigned ZoomTicks. So a lot of those buttons across the top even if you had the software i doubt they would still work hmm. zoom text got completely revamped in 2018 i think well i'm, I'm looking at humanware's website it looks like you can buy it on their website so i wonder if this is something different interesting for 250 australian dollars the keyboard's still available i just got one recently that's interesting so I would reach out to the company that you purchased it from too to see if they have any support slash suggestion. Sheila, thanks for that feedback, Elizabeth. Sheila, who do we got next? Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, Scott. Well, yeah, I was just going to say I was under the impression that Vespero had come out with something like this and had come out with this particular keyboard. Maybe no, maybe I maybe I just misunderstood uh, or didn't remember correctly or something. But my my hunch might be that I I can't help wondering if the keyboard is so old that it's it's incompatible although it may work for a while it, it well you uh, know it's, i it's had one that just it, died too it's, you it's know incompatible it's uh, why it's acting so strangely is because it's just a compatibility issue with later versions of windows and yeah. like later hardware and whatever <laughs> like, well yeah perfect i just found it boundless assistive technology apparently as it as well, it looks like for free, but it looks like you can't pick the color. So their website's a little broken. Who do we got next, Sheila? Beth. Hey, Beth. Hey, Beth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. Um, um, okay. I have a question about um, NVDA. Like, you I used, that. I was about um, to put it down. <laughs> um, uh, Windows Media. Just heat it. You know. Windows Media Player. I see who that is, guys. Um, I think that's Brad. When, oh, Windows, yes, it is. Me Windows Media Player or or anything, um, like like you know when I'm the speech like goes in the background of like what I'm downloading. Like um, now, how do you? Because other speeches of uh, you know the like just say if I have music on that I'm trying to hear and then trying to download from. Pontis Media Downloader, and then the speech that I need to hear is in the background of the music. So, so, um, so, so can I, I think write what's to happening, NVDA? Beth? I think what's okay. happening is your NVDA audio ducking feature got changed. 
So next time you're playing audio in Windows Media Player, try using NVDA, so so your insert or caps lock key, the shift key Mm -hmm. and the D key for Delta. So NVDA shift D and see if that toggle changes NVDA speech to what you expect it to do. Okay. So give that a try and let us know. That's what audio ducking is. Okay. Okay. Thank you. No worries, Beth. Sheila, who do we got? Brad, do we have somebody in Clubhouse? Yeah, I believe we have DJ. Uh, Hey, DJ. DJ, You have to unmute because I muted you. Are you there? That's who I heard. Howdy, howdy. It is DJ on Tony's phone. Hey, DJ. Quick question, guys. Uh, With this group IO identification, okay, (laughs) so last week I received mine and I, you know, did the thing, you know, where did sent a blank email and whatnot, and I got confirmation a couple of days late. I mean, a couple of days later, so I'm good to go with mine. Tried to do okay. the same thing on Tony's phone and um, did exactly the same thing that I did on mine, and she has yet to receive a verification uh, confirmation notice, and I'm wondering, do I have to resend it out again or what? Here's what I would do. If I was in your case, take her phone, go to groups.io, enter her email address to sign in and they'll send a link, tap on that link. And if, if any action needs to be taken, it'll tell you at the top of the groups.io page. Is she receiving emails still from groups? Oh, she's still receiving emails from groups. Then she's likely good to go because she should have stopped receiving emails on Sunday. But that's how I would verify that she's good to go is to go to groups.io enter her email address, it'll send a link to her. So you tap on that link. And if she needs to do something, there'll be a notice at the top of the page. Cool. Thank you so much. You guys no have worries, CJ. Tuesday. You too, sir. All right. All right, Sheila. Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? I like, the, I like this call. It's very informative. Thank you. Um, I also have a problem with MDZA. <laughs> um, it, it seems... A lot of times it becomes silent and all I hear is da 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 like I'm like I'm I'm in the beta versions of it or sometimes I uninstall the whole thing because I just don't trust it, you know what it does. And, or sometimes it just hangs like 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 it it just stays it like hang like it um like it doesn't say anything, it's not speaking, it's just kind of stuttering, it's like hanging sort of um mm-hmm. I describe it. It's so I don't know. It's like it's so fresh. I don't know what to do with it. I mean, I, I uninstall. Sometimes I do restart with add-ons disabled, or sometimes I do uh, the run com registration. But I don't know what else. What else to do or to install something else? I mean, I don't know what to do. So in that situation, because I don't know a lot about resetting uh, NVDA settings like you can with JAWS, but in that situation, what I would try doing when nvda freezes is activate narrator with control windows enter yes and then see if something's on the screen that's preventing nvda from from speaking mm. oh, that's a good idea to see if narrator can tell me what's what's uh what's uh freezing it 
Yeah, that that's where I would start to. Otherwise, I don't really have much more suggestion. I don't think that pro- that was proper I grammar, see. but I don't have a good suggestion uh, aside from there are some mailing lists out there for NVDA. Um, yes. If you're able to see what's going on on that screen, you could try reaching out to those mailing lists. Or, of course, there's always the disability answer desk when it freezes up. Oh, that's a good idea. The Microsoft and remember, with Be My Eyes on your phone, Disability Answer Desk can actually see your screen through your phone's camera, and they can tell you if there's something there that's preventing NVDA from speaking. Right. Okay, I'll try that. And and also, there's another question. There's another place. I you know some, some of the synthesizers I can't stand, so I put so I go to. Uh, are you familiar with Blind Health Project? Uh, I think dot net. It's a it's a free, it's a whole thing where you. They have all these uh, like eloquence and vocalizer and stuff like that. Is it okay to, it's okay to install from there, right? I don't know from my experiences that is stolen software um, at that website. I don't know for sure if they're giving away eloquence or uh, the vocalizer voices. I do know that AT guys sells licenses for those. So I'm not sure how they're doing that uh, legally. I see. So basically download at your own risk in that kind of situation. At my own risk, in, in the because uh, nothing's happened, and people at Microsoft uh, has encouraged me to do it. I, I asked them, and they, they encouraged me to do it. Interesting. Okay. Well, thanks for letting us know, and uh, we let us know if that works. Sheila, who do we got next? Thank Brad. you. Thanks, Brad. Guys. Do we have yep, somebody yep. in Clubhouse? Thank you, Brad. Or did Brad uh, re-raise his hand? Yes, he did. Brad, you're muted. Okay, now how about it? There you now go. we can hear you. Okay, we have Joseph Hudson on stage. Joseph, go ahead. Hey, Joseph, how are um, you? I'm doing um, first time caller. Been following ACD for a while, and I've attended some of the community calls. I just wanted to jump on and um, going back to the groups IO thing. Um, and to answer this question, I don't mean to take over your guys' parade here, but. <clears throat> I'm going to shed a little bit of light since I'm a part of the beta group. Um, if you're using a Gmail address, you more than likely do not need to verify it because Mark indicated that over on the beta group a couple of days ago. There was a group that added a bunch of addresses and he thought that they were trying to uh, create a spam trap. So that's why um, you more than likely had to be put in verify status, but you actually don't have to verify your Gmail address. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that. And we appreciate you uh, supporting the ACB community and jumping in for the first time. Uh, appreciate that. Um, not a problem. And um, I do want to make a comment, if I may, on the uh, on the uh, on the question of the day, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. Michael, we can go back. Go for um, it. I've actually, uh, I've made the purchase of the OrCam. I like it. I've been looking in the, uh, at the Envision glasses. I've been uh, running the uh, <clears throat> Envision app, actually, um, now, um, uh, again, and uh, thinking about getting the glasses for that as well. Gotcha. Well, good. Yeah. Thanks a lot for uh, sharing that with us, and uh, we appreciate your feedback. No problem. Sheila, who do we got next? All right. You've got about 10 minutes. And Gregory. Hey, Gregory. Audio now unmuted. Hello. Hello. And um, now lowered. As I said before, I've got this Celis beta app on my phone, and I'm trying to send feedback to Celis 
and I'm trying to learn screen recording. And in the um, controls, there is a Janet Wright has left the meeting button that says you know everything is shown on the screen, and it recommends to do the do not disturb. Is the do not disturb button there? Is it not labeled, or do I have to go back into settings? You can go to Control Center and turn it on and off if you want to. It's in Control Center also. Yeah, so that screen that you're talking about um, does not have the Do Not Disturb button on it. It It just just, tells you that you should enable it. So what I typically do is at that point, I just tell Siri to enable it for me. Um, Um, Also, if you go to unmute.show and type in screen recording, we we do have an audio demo showing people how they can uh, include both their voice and voiceover in the screen recording, if that would be helpful for you too. Yeah, I've gotten that far. I mean, I've got yeah. it works. So I was wondering Good. about the monster. Thank you yeah, very just much. Just tell Siri to enable it for you. Uh, thank you. No worries. Thanks for your question, Gregory. Sheila, who do we got next? Desi. Hey, Desi. Hey, Desi. hey guys, I was just going to um, respond to what DJ was asking because um, my my thought was um, he had said that Tony didn't receive a confirmation um, and a, re, uh, a similar thing happened to me the other day. And I thought I hadn't received a confirmation until later it occurred to me to check my junk folder and I had two of them in there. So um, maybe check the junk folder before all else. Yes, yes, that would definitely help. Um, so thanks for that, Desi. Uh, check the yeah. junk folder if you're expecting something and it's not there. That should be life advice for people. Yeah. The junk folder. <laughs> there you go. Thanks a lot, Desi. Um, Sheila, do we have any other hands? No, not sir. Seeing. You are clear for right now. Okay. One well, of the things I was going to bring up, Michael, in the updates, uh, in all the Apple updates that came out last week, another real cool feature is if you use Apple Music, now they've built in collaborative playlists with people that you can share them with. So if you are on a playlist and uh, you want to share in Apple Music, you can share a playlist and uh, share it with one or more multiple people. So that's kind of a cool thing people are having fun with. So that's something to check out in the new updates. And as always, they have tons of security, bug fixes, and all kinds of other things. So always good to update your Apple devices if they have updates that are coming out. So Elizabeth, that's her hand raised. Hey, Elizabeth. Yeah, hi. This is actually a simple, quick question. I know it's unusual for me to do simple, quick, but um, I I have never been able. I've gotten malware bytes to run, but I've never gotten to be able to read the screen effectively on Windows, mm-hmm. Windows 10. Can somebody talk about the accessibility? And this is the free version. Can somebody right. talk about malware bytes and tell me if I buy the paid version, would it work better? Um, if someone has some feedback, they can raise their hand. I don't have any experience with using malware bytes. I primarily, when I'm on Windows, I'm using Windows Defender. Um, but I know that there are some blind individuals out there using malware bytes pro. Um, I think some of them do require use of the JAWS cursor or NVDA review cursor. So what I would oh, do I in that case there, that. Elizabeth, yeah. is to just search for, on Google for malware bytes with JAWS and you should get some some input on some. Yeah, I tried. Okay, thanks. Yep. I Thank you. Maybe somebody here would know. All right, Sheila. I think we have one, one more. more. Let's take yep. that. Oh, Beth, go, go ahead. Hey, Beth. Um, yeah, I, I thought of another question. I I um was on YouTube and I tried to get my subscriptions and I kept clicking on one. It wouldn't let me um get it. 
And and then so I tried going to feedback and it said something about screenshot and I didn't understand what it actually meant, but I couldn't it it had it had no no way of, of being able to edit it. Like 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 um I mean like editable text and then I could write my feedback. That's interesting. So, I'm not certain what exactly is going on with that one, uh, Beth. What I would try, if you haven't yet, is to close the app, reopen it, and then try to go to your subscriptions again. And then check in your rotor to see if screen recognition is for some reason enabled. Okay. Yep. So try that okay. out. Sounds like you have a couple of things to try out. And feel free to reach back <laughs> out to us if you have any other questions. Okay, Beth? Okay, thanks. <laughs> no, no worries. Sheila, I don't think we have any that's other it. hands. So all right, Marty, that's all she wrote. Thanks, Brad and Sheila. As always, we appreciate all of your help every week. You guys are awesome. Also, we want to remind everyone, go check out the Unmute website at unmute.show and check out all the podcasts, the things in the past that we've done, the archives. There's all kinds of stuff up there, and we're updating it all the time to bring a really better experience for everyone. So unmute.show, check that out. Also, everybody have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. Unmute.show.